Welcome to Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, a weekly horror movie review podcast. I'm Tani Ray. And I'm Felicia Connor. Subscribe to get new episodes every Wednesday. We dive into trivia, drink a little whiskey, and of course, give our no BS opinions. Join our Discord server or message us on social media to talk all things scary. And if you like the show, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find all these links on our website, twochicksandahorrorflick.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's get scared. Hello and welcome back. Super excited to be back. Super happy that our favorite, most beloved Tawny Ray is feeling better. (laughs) (laughs) I too am glad. Yes. So today we are talking about Annihilation from 2018. But before we get into it, um, what are you drinking, Tawny? I was drinking something, but we've been chatting for so long. It's gone. We have. <laughs> I know. I'm almost done with mine, too. Um, I'm just drinking an Olipop. Nice. Yep. Nice. What about you? I was drinking um, a fizz stick. Mm. So the uh, mango is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I love mangoes. But I drank it all while we were talking. So. Yeah. We might t- need to take a, a little break refill. soon and yeah, get a refill. Yeah. All right. What's what's been uh, what have you been watching, reading, talking about what's been going on with you? Well, as you and anybody who follows our Instagram probably knows, I was sick and I just need everybody to know how sick I was. I don't know why I feel the need, but I really just feel like I need to tell my story. Yeah, do it. Do it. This is your space. This is a safe space for you to share your story. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know what happened. I don't know what I got. I think it was some kind of flu. Maybe it was a flu virus. I don't know how this works. Viral flu turned into a bacterial infection. I don't know what happened, but it's the sickest I've been in my entire adult life. Like I do not remember being this sick since I was a child. It was insane. And I never get sick. And I literally two weeks before I got sick, I was like, talking to everybody and I talked to my manager I was like I have all this sick time but I never get sick so like I don't know what's gonna happen there does it roll over blah 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 whatever totally jinxed myself so then I got sick as fuck like fever I got everything fever headache sore throat cough the chills body aches like it was everything and so for three days I suffered and then by the fourth day I woke up with fucking pink eye okay And then I was just like, I'm done. Because I couldn't sleep. I just kept coughing myself awake. It's awful. Went to the doctor. They gave me antibiotics, a cough suppressant, and antibiotic eye drops. Okay. So now, so then it was like, okay, I got to take eye drops again every, because I had another eye thing. If you missed that back in December. Yeah. (laughs) And so it was eye drop city again every three hours. So that also didn't help the sleeping. Couldn't sleep. So it was just like fucking miserable. And I was sick for like what, like a week and a half? Like I finally, just yesterday, I finished my antibiotics. And today I feel like 98%. I'm still coughing a little bit, a little bit of a dry cough, but it was the fucking worst. Um, But that did leave me a lot of time and room to watch (laughs) stuff, okay? (laughs) Which was basically the only thing I could do. And there was even a point in my sickness where I couldn't do that. Like I couldn't even focus on watching anything. That's how fucking miserable I was. It was just like, I just had to like sit there and be miserable. That's just fucking terrible. <laughs> I hope no one else gets sick like this. And if you're, if you're, if you did or you're dealing with it, I'm just sorry. <laughs> oh. So anyway, okay. What I watched, I watched Memories of Murder by Bong Joon-ho. Ooh. And I had sent you a message about this because I was like, I didn't realize that this was based on real murders 
that happened in Korea. And so that was interesting. I, I, it was a little bit slow. Like it was, it was, I don't know. I was having a hard time hanging in probably also because I felt so bad, but, um, that was good. And I recommend watching that one. I thought that was neat. I also watched, um, or Jade and I watched Spider-Man No Way Home. And that was fun. It was a fun watch. I'm trying not to like, I don't know, get too into either any of these really. Then I watched Nymphomaniac 1 and 2. <gasps> oh, nice. By our boy Lars von Trier. Yes. Because I've been holding on to this movie because like Lars, the, the two movies that I have watched and we've talked about, Antichrist and Melancholia. We don't have an episode on that or anything, but right. we just talked about it, I think, on some kind of episode. His movies feel so, like, I just get absorbed mm -hmm. in them. Like, they're very, uh, they have their own feel, and they're, like, really intense usually, and, like, I just get totally lost in them and then think about them for the next, like, several days. So I never want to watch them because I'm, like, busy with life, right? Yeah. So I've been holding on to this movie because I'm, like, I want to watch this at a point when I'm, like, I need to be distracted from life. So it was, like, a perfect time to watch them. And uh, it's fucking long, dude. I didn't realize... Both movies, have you have you seen them? Only the first one. Okay. Yeah. Both movies are like two hours long. So it was originally supposed to be just one. And like, I think they cut it for distribution or something or theaters. But there's a director's cut out there somewhere that's five hours. Oh like, my God. There's another, yeah, like hour and a half or something that was, or hour that was cut from the movies to begin with. Anyway, I didn't watch that. I watched the regular versions, but that was a fucking journey. I don't know what to say about that movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to say like I enjoyed it or that I even recommend it because but it was perfect for what I wanted it to do. Like yeah. it definitely distracted me from my like misery, basically. And then I spent the next like several hours trying to like read other people's like interpretations of it and stuff. And there just wasn't much out there. Like I couldn't find many people like actually talking about it. So that was like kind of frustrating, but I was like obsessed for the next like day and a half. So there's that. Yeah. That first one took me forever because, uh, the, you know, people kept coming into the room. And I didn't want them to think I was watching porn or something. So I had to keep stopping it. <laughs> Dude, it's it's basically, it basically is porn. I, yeah. I read that they, they he had porn actors come in and have unsimulated oh. sex. And then they like cut together, basically like the actors. Oh, having interesting. Sex with, yeah, like porn actors having unsimulated sex. So yeah, basically it is... And there's like, a, I mean, you just, they sh they're showing. Oh yeah. It's all, it's everything. there. It's there. Close-ups. Yeah. Close-ups. <laughs> it's all Whole, there. It's very uncomfortable movie. Yeah. Movies. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. But anyway, so there was that. That was the most, I think, like notable thing that I watched. <laughs> um, I also watched Girl Interrupted again. I hadn't seen oh, that in a long time. It's God, good. Yeah. Good movie. And then I watched a, um, a bunch of just like, bullshit tv because i think after watching like movies for several days i just again it was like i couldn't really focus and then i was just ready to be done being sick so i just watched like endless episodes of hotel hell with <laughs> gordon ramsay and um tiny house tiny house nation oh that's which a is fun like one. <laughs> i love that show yes. it's so good yeah anyway that's the never-ending fucking list of things that i watched that's <laughs> since fun. we last talked you did some good shit there i love it 
What about you? Anything to update, watch, listen to? Yeah, you've been working on. Let me pull up this list here. All right, so I saw Jurassic World Dominion and oh yeah, yeah, did an episode with a podcast on Elm Street, which is out. If you want to go check it out, that was fun. I was sad I didn't do Jurassic. Um, Jurassic Park one with them or yeah, because I just, I would have loved to talk about it because talking about this conversation actually have it. I I promise I'll be able to talk in a minute. I have like my crystal (laughs) here for good communication. (laughs) Um, Talking about Jurassic world dominion, because I won't give details, but there's a lot of nostalgia wrapped into it from the first movie just made me remember the fucking mm. first movie because I saw that as a teenager in the movie theater when it came out and it was just oh, yeah. like I've never seen anything like that before the graphics and so all of this came bubbling to the surface so it was a lot of fun um, but Jurassic World Dominion since we're not going to talk about it in here I did like it I'm probably one of the very few but I think it it was made for me people like me who are so in love with the first one. So all of the callbacks, I they may have been cheesy. I loved them. I ate them right up. <laughs> ate them right up. It was super fun. Uh, we also watched, we binged and watched all of the new Narcos because we've seen all the Narcos. So this is the new season, Narcos Mexico, wrapping, I don't know if it's wrapping that story up, but um, really just phenomenal acting. Get all absorbed into that show, Narcos. Really, really good. Um, let's see. Oh, and yesterday... Um, we were, I was chilling. I was done with my day job work, had a real huge project I was doing for three weeks. It was all wrapped up. And I was like, I want to watch A Quiet Place 2 now. I've been wanting to see it <laughs> for so long. And um, so, I mean, we may talk about it, so I won't get into it, but we watched that and Steve watched it with me. And so that was cool. And actually, Titi, uh, she was watching her um her iPad. She was doing something on her iPad and she was like, mommy, is this movie too scared? And I'm like, it was right in the beginning. And I'm like, I don't know. Look at the, look at the alien that it's here. Like, cause it was the beginning and yeah. she looks and she's like, Oh, Whoa, that's cool. Right. And she's like, Oh, that's not scarier than Jurassic park. And I'm like, well, if you want to see if I mean, if it's scary, it scares me. But she's like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. And she was watching it. So she watched it all the way. She watched was watching it on and off all the way up to a point. Not long. Um, I won't give anything away, but a character in it hurts themselves. Yeah. Yeah. She's done. Yeah. Like, just the aliens. Eh, you know, like whatever. The aliens no big deal. Are picking people off. It, oh, nope. The person hurts themselves. Oh, no, I can't handle that. And so then she was done. And so she didn't watch any of the other um, parts of it. Some of the aliens parts, she would turn around and like look at the alien. It fascinated her. Um, But people getting hurt, not by aliens, but just in general. (laughs) She's not there for that. I fucking feel that, though, Titi. Like, I know because I've seen this movie. You know what I'm talking about. What you're talking about. And uh, I, that's basically like the thing that I remember from this. Yes. Movie. So now I like a have trauma- couple things. Traumatized yeah. my child. That's she's going to remember that forever and <laughs> be scared to take walks because of it. But I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, we did it. We did that. Um, I started watching Kids Behind Bars, Life or Parole, but it irritated me. So I didn't want to watch it. But it, it's something it's on Hulu, I believe. And it's about kids that got life sentences. Um but now since that's been overturned as unconstitutional, they have an oh, okay. opportunity to come up for parole. 
And I only watched a couple. I probably watched, well, I only watched two and I probably watched the worst two because I'm sure there's kids that have been convicted to life for maybe it being in situations where it resulted in someone dying. And maybe there is like, you know, um, they shouldn't be in there for life. But I watched yeah. the two worst where what the kid <laughs> did when he was 16 was fucking disgusting. And, and yeah. they were trying to go, but he's rehabilitated. And I was just like, man, fuck this. And I turned it off. Yeah. And so last but not least, I watched all of Love on the Spectrum US. Oh, yeah. Mm. I okay. fucking loved it. I made I made my oldest watch it with me. I'm like, everyone needs to love this show. I yeah. liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. The only other thing, Tani, I've been, you know, the only other thing I've been into was um, the kids got me very obsessed with Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. My husband bought TT a uh, Switch with Animal uh-huh. Crossing. And um, so for a while, like... Every day after work, I would go in and play with them and yeah, built, you know, got a house with a bedroom now and like yeah. Yeah, Animal Crossing has been the thing. I think um, I played myself out though. This is now it's like mm. the same thing. You just go and fish and all of that sort of thing. But yeah, I had a, yeah. I had a little binge of Animal Crossing. Fun. Yeah. I get that. It was. Mine was Stardew Valley. I've never played Animal Crossing, but I see the appeal. Yeah. 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 I paid off my house loan twice. I mean, that's very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very satisfying. Your little character goes, yes, I paid off my house loan. And we're like, oh, yeah, cute. this feels amazing. That's okay. Because it is kind of like a farming simulator, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's how Stardew Valley is too. And so it does feel very much like there was a moment in Stardew Valley where I was like, oh, I'm able to uh, like make an income and uh, get ahead of things yes. and be able to upgrade my house and, uh, you know buy new structures and animals and so that that also felt very satisfying yes. uh not like real life okay yeah it's like um you know i'm a successful grown-up in this game yes. <laughs> not in real life no no but, but in, in the this game, game i've paid off two house loans i've upgraded I, my house twice i can own property i own property yes all the yeah i can save for retirement <laughs> yes I can invest in a business. Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's very uplifting. Yeah, it is uplifting. All right. Should we get into this? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. That was very loud. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are talking about Annihilation from 2018. Uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime because I have that Paramount add-on thingamajigger because of Yellowstone. Director, I always have to try to find find a way to plug that. Director, uh, the director was Alex Garland, or is, he's still alive. Alex Garland, (laughs) (laughs) and he directed Ex Machina and Men, which I have not seen yet. Oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, sorry. Ex Machina and Men, which is the new Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, I also noted here that he wrote The Beach, so that uh, the novel, The Beach, um, there's a movie, right? That's the one with uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. It's a good mm, one. Okay. It's a good one. And then 28 Days Later, the screenplay, he wrote that. Oh, interesting. Okay. I knew his name sounded familiar, but I couldn't like, I didn't remember what he'd done. Machina. I didn't know that that's what it was. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So that's a great movie. The budget it was the budget was fifty five million and the box office was forty three million. I did read like it went like straight to like Netflix and didn't go into the theater. 
So uh, Rotten Tomatoes give it 88% and IMDb 6.8 out of 10. Letterboxd 3.6 out of 5. The cast, Natalie Portman as Lena, Oscar Isaac as Oscar. Did I do that right? I feel like this is not correct. <laughs> Hold on a um, second. That is his name, but oh. not his name in the movie. Right? <laughs> is it That's that? the actor's name. Oscar Isaac. I said Oscar Isaac is Oscar. Hold on a sec. What was his name? Oh, Kane. Oh, it was Kane. You're you're right. Yeah. Kane. Okay. Sorry, guys. I screwed up on my notes. Uh, Oscar Isaac is Kane. Jennifer Jason Lee as Dr. Ventress. Uh, Tessa Thompson as Josie. Gina Rodriguez as Anya. And Tuva Novotny as Cass. And then there was lots of other people, too. I didn't write them down. All right. Now for two minutes with Tommy. <clears throat> well, I didn't write this. Uh, I stole it from Wikipedia just because I didn't have, like, the brain power today to... If you ever want me to read the Wikipedia summary, I could. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I, do, I did make a tiny, tiny, two tiny changes. So... Uh, okay, turn back now if you don't want this spoiled. So, at U.S. government facility Area X, biology professor and army vet Lena recounts her expedition to a zone called the Shimmer, which emerged three years ago from a nearby lighthouse after it was struck by a meteorite. Lena's husband, Kane, entered the Shimmer as part of a mission, but quickly, or but disappeared. He mysteriously reappears at home, but his condition quickly deteriorates. As he and Lena are en route to the hospital, they are intercepted by security forces and taken to Area X. Psychologist Dr. Ventress tells Lena that Kane, who is comatose, is the only person to ever return from the expanding shimmer. Ventress recruits Lena for a new expedition to the lighthouse along with physicist Josie Raddick, geomorphologist Cassie Shepard, and paramedic Anya Thorinson. Lena agrees to to join... Lena agrees to join to help Kane, believing he accepted a suicide mission into the Shimmer because she cheated on him. After entering the Shimmer, no one in the group remembers what happened in the first three days. All wildlife are mutated, including a crossbred alligator that attacks Josie. At a military base, they recover a video of Kane cutting open a soldier whose intestines are moving and find the soldier's corpse overgrown by alien fungi. At night, a mutant bear kills Cass. Mm. The group then discover plants growing in human shapes, leading Josie to theorize that the shimmer refracts information like a prism distorts light. This explains why their equipment malfunctions and the DNA of all creatures intermixes. During a paranoid frenzy, Anya hears Cass's cry for help and runs over, only to find the mutant bear that mimics Cass's dying pleas. Anya distracts the bear before it kills her, and Josie shoots it. Ventress, who is revealed to have cancer, leaves the group hurriedly for the lighthouse before the shimmer corrupts her, and Josie willfully succumbs to the refraction. In the lighthouse, Lena discovers a video camera next to a burnt corpse. The footage shows Kane telling the camera person to find her, then killing himself with a phosphorus grenade. It is revealed that the camera person also looks like Kane. Lena descends into the meteor crater and finds Ventress, who relates that the Shimmer will eventually encompass and refract everything. 
She disintegrates into a pulsing 3D fractal that absorbs a blood droplet from Lena's face, creating a humanoid that mimics Lena's motions. Unable to hurt it and prevented by it from leaving, she tricks the humanoid into accepting a phosphorus grenade as it transforms into an identical copy of her. After activating the grenade, Lena flees, but her doppelganger does not follow. The burning doppelganger calmly and seemingly intentionally sets the lighthouse on fire. Lena watches as the shimmer collapses. At Area X, Lena tells her interrogator that the shimmer was not destroying anything, but changing everything anew. She goes to see Kane, who has since recovered, and asks if he really is Kane. He replies, I don't think so. He asks if she really is Lena, but she does not answer. They embrace, and their irises shimmer. The end. Excellent. So, Tony, what did you think about this movie? I really like this movie. But I don't love it like other people love it. And I don't know why that is. Maybe through our conversation it will come up. Like why that is. But it is good. I like the premise. Like the idea is really interesting. And I was even thinking about like, oh, this kind of feels like the thing in the way that this, this, um, you know, thing, whatever it is, can kind of mimic human life or other organic matter, basically. It's just like a little bit of a different take on it, I think. Um, So I don't know. I had like, I just, I think I just don't connect with it. Like there's nothing in particular that I like really dislike or anything. I just, and maybe it was overhyped for me, but I don't know. Mm. It's not that I dislike it. I like it. I don't know. That's where I landed. Nice. Okay. Um, Yeah. I really like this movie. I, I'm not sure if I would say, oh my God, I fucking love this movie. I'm almost there. Like, I really liked it. I liked the conversation it sparked afterwards and trying to figure it out. Uh, Steve watched it with me and he really liked it as well, which the whole time I was like looking at him like, oh, God, he's over this. I know he is. (laughs) Yeah, that's not usual. (laughs) No, he really liked it. He was trying to figure it out, too. And he said, whatever research you come up with, don't tell me, because I feel like what will ruin this movie for me is if... um, it's not what we're theorizing or what we're thinking. And it's actually something else like really basic or whatever. And it'll ruin it for him. So, which was really cool. Actually, I tried to find, there's not a lot of trivia on this. Um, And always when I say that's because I'm looking at the IMDb trivia section and there's not a lot, you know, at all. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, this person was in, the Marvel comics together, like stupid shit like that. Um, But so I read different articles. And one of the things that the director always says is he never really gives away what his take on it is because he wants everybody to interpret their take on it themselves um, because it was based on the first book of the Southern Reach trilogy called Annihilation. And so he adapted it so he he didn't he read the book but he decided not to reread it instead he decided to adapt it like a dream of the book and so as he is adapting it is is what he interprets right but he said something along the lines of like but i don't know i don't know everything i don't know as much as maybe some other people know so maybe when they approached this book or this movie it meant something different to them So when people share with me what their interpretation is, I never say you're wrong. I always say that's interesting because I don't know that I'm right in what my interpretation was. 
So he's always very yeah. vague about it, about what it is. And then you see a lot of stuff out there is like, this is what it is. You know, somebody has figured it all out and, and says what they think it is. Yeah, I like that take. I mean, we talked about that it, in our last episode, the thing, just like, if you're going to, if you're going to want people to come up with their own theories and talk about it, you kind of have to be, you kind of have to set that stage mm-hmm. and say like, I don't know, it's like whatever, up to, it's up to you, you know, basically. But um, I, it's interesting you say that about the book because I, I did have a thought while I was watching this. I wondered the second time because I had, I had seen this once before, but I was like, is this this feels like it's based on a book. I wonder if it's based on a book because I thought like, I feel like I'm missing something here and it's the internal dialogue or explanation or thoughts about what's happening. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be covered in a book. I would like that. I would like that insight because I feel like we, I, I, what I liked was like these moments of like missing time and like how bizarre and just like, kind of dreamlike, I guess it is for them going into the shimmer. But I feel like you don't, it's hard to sometimes get that across without knowing the internal, you know, conversation or how people are feeling or thinking about things. And so, you know, like you see their panic kind of come to the surface, but you don't see the inner workings of that beforehand. And I just, I felt like I was missing that. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll get this book. And yeah. read it because I would love to read that. I I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Just hmm. more, just more contemplation, more discussion. That yeah, it would be really hard to put that into a movie. Well, and it felt like there were a lot of feelings mm-hmm. that were, you know, like Ventress says, like towards the end, of, tor- yeah, towards the end of the movie, she's like, our bodies are d- disintegrating as fast as our minds. Can't you feel it? And so I was like, what does that look like? Like, what's happening in this inside their heads? What are they feeling or thinking? Or like, you know, because there's kind of this insinuation that they're kind of somehow merging, I guess. Maybe that's not like the right word. But because like all of this stuff is getting refracted, like, you know, you see Lena come out of the shimmer with the other girl's tattoo on her arm. So it's like, are they kind of like absorbing each other's thoughts and feelings? Because you also get that with Kane, right? Kane is Mm -hmm. like not fully Kane at the end. He says, like, I don't think so. And there's two versions of them at the end of the movie in the video camera footage. So it, I don't know. That would have been just, like, a nice ad. It's just, like, are you starting to get echoes of other people, like, in your head, or how yes. they feel or what they're thinking? Like, that would be really interesting. But. Yes, the echoes, the echoes. Um, so let's just, let's just see it. Okay, so... There was one thing I read where the person was like, this is about cancer. And then like wrote a whole article about it being about cancer. Um, ah, so there's that. And I'm just going to close that one down because it wasn't as exciting. <laughs> and I'm just going <laughs> to close it. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not saying it's not, but it was just like, okay. I don't know. That's a little. Definitely little not telling nose. Steve that one because he'll be like, ah. Okay, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was this one. Um, so the movie being about self-destruction and on a metaphysical level, Annihilation certainly has that. Ventress and Lena even have the conversation saying how self-destruction and suicide um, aren't the same thing. And so talking about this whole idea of self-destruction. Um, and then there's also... Okay, there's also this piece um, about 
Okay, so the alien life form, this is something that interested me a lot. And Steve and I talked a lot about, but the alien life form is not aggressive. All the organic life forms, which are not aggressive, plants, animals, peaceful people become symbiotic and the alien life form with the alien life form. And they are assimilated. On the other hand, the aggressive and self-destructed, um, destructing people are annihilated. And I was thinking about annihilation. Um, I was thinking about this. Wouldn't we all do this? Like we see this alien comes down and um, there's the, Oh shoot. What is it called? Not the mist, the shimmer, shimmer, the shimmer um, is coming. Oh my God. It's going to take over the world and everything is going to be so horrible. But wouldn't we do that if we visited another planet as well? I was thinking about Pandorum and how we, that conversation we had about all the stuff that they brought from earth to go and take to this new planet and assimilate this new planet. It's not like those humans are being evil. They were looking for a new place to live because their planet was um, destroyed. But mm-hmm. in what we would have done is totally taken over that pla- that planet and those life forms that were on that planet, uh, just like that alien did when they came down. It's always like we're yeah. they're coming down to make things better. But what better is what we're used to, what we think is better. Like if we were to come and we do, what the fuck am I talking about? We do it here. We do it here. Like if we're, you know, there's um, many different religions that will be like, okay, we are better. What we think is better. Our way of life is better. And that's true to them. And then go to other cultures on this very planet and try to destroy everything that culture has and assimilate them. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. all throughout history. So it wasn't even, I liked that idea of like this alien isn't like an evil thing that needs to be destroyed now it's taking over our planet but not with evil intentions i just thought that that was that was interesting yeah it is an interesting different take because normally you get like yeah the aggressive alien or whatever trying to you know defeat or take over things and this was it felt very like by chance yeah like the quiet place those things were not like just, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they think it would be better if there were no humans on the planet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, they're like, they're aggressive. And this is more just like a chance landing. It doesn't even feel like it was intentional to land here. You know, like it was. Yeah. yeah. Then there was this thing. Because you're talking about the clones and stuff. Well, not really clones, but okay. I'm just going to read this thing from IMDb because I felt it was valid and interesting, but I also feel like I didn't fully understand it. So if I can. Okay. Okay. So several characters who directly interact with the shimmer have doubles that can be identified by the Ouroboros tattoo on their arm. In 2011, a group of French scientists identified a mutation in the brown algae ectocarpus. This organism has two, a two stage life cycle with each phase producing a different form of the organism as a, at a genetic level. The French scientists identified a mutation, which they called Ouroboros, that allows the sporophyte phase to mimic the gamophyte phase. Okay, I know I'm feeling a little lost, but I, I feel yeah. like I'm right on the verge of get, getting it. So just listen real quick and, and you could... You could say, Felicia, that was lame if it's lame. In effect, this causes the organism to exist as a continuous uh, game to fight phase. This is similar to other homotic mutations that cause specific 
organs to mutate into different organs, such as an antenna of fruit flies can convert to become legs. However, the Ouroboros mutation affects the whole organism and not just a single organ. So they were saying um, like there's so there's two of the same genetically all the way down, like genetically two of the same thing. Um, And so I thought that that was interesting. And it says this process is similar to the refraction identified by the scientists in the shimmer. Um, the work falls within the scientific area of the genetic regulation of life cycle transmissions. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Oh, which is mentioned as Lena's specialism. I, I guess I left out a, a big piece. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Falls within the scientific area of the genetic regulation of life cycle transmissions, which is mentioned as Lena's specialism as a biologist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what I gathered from that was that there is a real thing that was identified by these French scientists where this organism did create a copy of itself. And, um, which is what happened to, you know, several of the characters and specifically like Lena at the end or, or her husband. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there. I don't really know what else to say about it. Just (laughs) I'm digging into the weeds here, but Ouroboros is, I guess I don't understand how that, uh, like, because you said the Ouroboros tattoo. Oh, you're just saying, like, okay, I see what it's saying. It's just relating, like, that's something that happened in the movie. I thought we yeah. were headed somewhere about Ouroboros in general. And so I thought, that's where the snake eats its own tail. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. No, I think they were saying that's how they depicted it in, in the movie, that they, the were movie. Ha- they were, like, uh, okay. replicating we were themselves. No. For something about Ouroboros. Okay. Uh, something I read about, like the ending with the shimmer, because there was lots of people in the eyes, and um, and people were like, "Oh, what does that mean? That the shimmer's still alive, and that it's gonna, you know, take over, or what's gonna happen? Like it's not fully destroyed, or anything about like that." And um, um, before I get into that, actually. There's something that the director said that um, I really liked is regarding self-destruction, both physical and psychological. Um, so the other thing I noticed, the thing I found sort of troubling was that there was one way of reading it that the people who went into the shimmer were self-destructive or had self-destructive tendencies particular to them. And my intention was more along the lines of the reason everyone in there is self-destructive or that these people happen to be self-destructive is because everybody is self-destructive. Any group of people going in there would be dealing with the same thing. um, If you see what I mean, it was about a specific, it wasn't about a specific group. It was more about a general point. Um, he goes, but you know what? I have my own interpretation or thoughts about what's going on. And if other people don't share it or if they have their own, it's completely cool. I'm completely cool with that. It doesn't bother me. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I got that like loud and clear from the conversation that they have where she's like, isn't it written into our code, our DNA for us to self-destruct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They have that conversation. You're absolutely right. Okay, so this is about this is with the and this is from thrillist.com. I'll post a post the article um in our Patreon. But uh talking about the end that Lena still carries some of the trace of the shimmer within her, and so did um Kane. And this is what Garland said. Um 
what does the end, what does that mean? And he goes, that we go through deeply intense subjective experiences and are changed by them. We don't come out from these things the same as when we went in them. I guess the question I would ask is, I'm sort of tying myself in knots here because this is the type of stuff I avoid talking about, but forget about aliens for a moment. You don't need aliens and cosmic psychedelic events in order to have a life-changing experience. And broadly speaking, something very powerful happens to us within our lives, within our health, within our marriage, within our psychology. Are we the same person on the other side of it? No, probably not. We have been changed. It's not in any way surprising that these things are transformative. Are you the same person that you were three years ago? Probably not. So kind of uh, people thinking, oh, that there's something more with that shimmer in the eye that that meant maybe it was going to go, you know, still take over. It was still alive. Um, and he's hinting here, as you just heard, I feel like if I if I'm listening, if I understand correctly, that it's more like how how we've changed, how we've how mm-hmm. this experience has forever changed us. So it doesn't necessarily mean now these two are going to go like, I don't know. Yeah. Shimmer like, the world away. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I wondered about that because it is sort of like, I do feel like you can read it a couple of different ways. It feels like, oh yeah, is it there in them to take over the rest of the world? Or is it just that, like like you said, like there's a part of it in them that now just lives there. But I also wondered like, are these people even the right people anymore? Again, with Kane, you kind of get the sense that he's like an amalgamation of like different people and, and the shimmer itself. And so yeah. same for... Um, What's her name? Lena. Lena. Sorry, I don't know why I can't remember character names. But for her, she seems to remember a little bit more. Like, she's able to recount to the um, people when she gets back to the base or whatever. Like, this is what happened more so than Kane, right? So you kind of, so I feel like I couldn't tell, like, is this Lena or is it not Lena? Even if it's not the Shimmer, is it like some combo of the people that she now is coming out? Yeah, you, you know would think I mean? you would carry all of that with you, how they were <clears throat> all absorbing like each other's DNA, the DNA of all the different living things within the shimmer. Yeah, you would come like, oh yeah. So, okay, I'm just gonna throw this out there because I, this is one of those movies where I feel like it's a puzzle piece and I have some pieces missing, but I like mm-hmm. I like that feeling. I read something, and this kind of goes along with what we're talking about right now where there has to do a lot with change and are you what you are when you change? And there was a specific, they were talking about the ship of, of thesis. I believe I'm saying it right or probably not. Um, And this is uh, a story or a tale where, um, so for example, for this one, you take the wooden planks out of the ship and you put them um, in another ship and you build the another ship. By the end of it, you have a perfect facsimile. Is it the ship? Or if you have a ship and you piece by piece replace pieces of it, is it still that ship or is it something completely new? Yeah. And then they talked about the scene inside of where she's repainting the room. Repainting it, the room to make it a new space. Is it a new space yeah. because you've changed? You've changed what makes up the space? Or is it the same space, just a different color? Hmm, Um, And so I feel like that ties to what we're talking about with them at the end. But I don't, it's not like, yes, I feel solid in this. I could go write a paper. Right. (laughs) Totally. 
Yeah. And no, it's an interesting way to think about it for sure. I see those that that play out throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, when when are you not you? I mean, how yeah. much changing has to happen or are you always you, even despite all these different changes and all the parts she's absorbed? She's, yeah. you know, Lena, but just changed. When are you not Lena at all anymore? Yeah, totally. What makes you you? Yeah. Interesting. I also wondered, though, because it seemed like when he he came back to, like, life, essentially. Like, he, he pulled out of it when the shimmer went away, like, and essentially, like, died, quote unquote. And so then I wondered, like, yeah, does that kill off anything that they might have, like, merged with or something? I don't know. It oh, felt like it just, like, yeah. completely wiped away the existence of that. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe if they are fundamentally changed it doesn't undo those changes you know mm, that's a really good point yeah that's interesting just question it's just like it just makes you wonder you know yeah 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 well something like easier to talk about was how about visually what the filmmakers did like oh yeah that fucking bear was oh yeah baller that yeah. scream out of its mouth and that, oh. So good. God, yeah. so good. So, so good. Yeah, I think for me, there's like three highlights in this movie. And that's one of them is the scary screaming bear. Yes. <laughs> it's like very, like, it's very scary. Yeah. What's the other, what's some other? Um, The other one is, well, one of them is when they find the footage I'm just a sucker for found yes. footage, period. Like, I just, no matter what. Shit, we should have done second. found footage February. <laughs> <laughs> we can. We can. Next year. Um, but, like, I love that scene where they find it and it's, like, them. And it's just so, like, chaotic and scary and dark. And, like, you see him, like, cut him open. And it's, like, that, all that feels so, like, raw and scary and real. And then they open him up and his, like, guts are moving. Oh, that's so disgusting. It's just that whole thing felt very horror you know like i yeah. think those are the moments that i like in this movie is like it does lean a little bit i think sci-fi on the sci-fi end it's obviously a sci-fi horror but the super horror parts are the are my obvious favorites yeah. which makes total sense as i'm talking it out with you um because the last one is the end with like facing off against this thing that like is is mirroring you and like, I don't know. Something about that is, like, really creepy. And, like, when she becomes her, like, when she touches her and and the monster, like, begins to morph in her, like, that's really scary visually. And so those are my highlights. Yeah, and I wonder if, because I didn't think about this until I also read the synopsis um, that you gave from Wikipedia. And when it said calmly and in, seemingly intentionally, I didn't think that at first, but I did think there's something wrong with this thing because it's like fucking up her whole environment. Yeah. Like it didn't hit me that maybe it's intentional until I heard that synopsis. And then I thought, oh, because when it merged, possibly when it merged with her so intimately, when it started to change, maybe some of those also those desires to end this, to stop it merged yeah. with the thing. And so it self-destructed. It 
yeah. destroyed itself because it merged with her and I like had that. those feelings. I like that idea because I same thing for me. I did not pick up on that at all until I was reading the thing. I was like, oh, like dude, okay. stop touching everything. What the fuck? But I but I was like, yeah, you're really doing a bad job here. Yeah. Like you're don't go into the hole. What are you doing? Go to out to the sand or get in the water or something. Yes. You're just letting yourself die. But yeah, it makes sense that it was kind of purposeful. Do you remember this is making me think about the conversation earlier when they were like one of the women says like you want to fight it. Like, I think it was like, yeah, it was like, Lena, you want to fight it. And Ventress, you want to what? What does Ventress want? Do you remember what they said Ooh, there? Oh, I don't. Because I'm just wondering, like, maybe maybe the thing didn't have an opportunity to merge with anybody else so intimately, like you're saying, because it didn't, like, I guess, get blood in there. But when we see Ventress at the end, it seems like she's had some quality time with this yes. thing. So... Maybe whatever they said in that revealed that she did not want to destroy it. I'm I'm trying to see. Um, quote, I found it. Talina, Ventress wants to face it. You want to fight it. That's what she says. Mm. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. And she did fully. And she was dying. I wonder if she thought it would help her. So there's this whole other piece that I did not go down to, I did not dig into, which I absolutely now I'm regretting. I feel like I should have. Um, and I think it's it's very fascinating about Henrietta Lacks. And um, the, uh, there's a book, and I also saw a documentary, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And, okay, she was an African-American woman whose cancer cells are the source of the HeLa cell line. Um, the first immortalized human cell line and one of the most important cell lines in medical research. Oh, interesting. Yes, I saw a documentary on this. It is extremely fascinating. It's quite a bummer because they took her um, they took her blood for medical research because I believe, yeah, she had cancer. Um, and then they did all this research and made a ton of money and had all these advancements and she didn't get anything from it. They kind of did it without her knowledge or approval. And, oh, okay. um, uh, this, these, this cancer cells that I believe it was Ventress that was looking at the cancer cells, or maybe it was Lena are Henrietta Lacks cancer cells. And she's also reading a book, the immortal life of Henrietta Lack in the movie. Oh, okay. So it so it all ties together, but that's a very fascinating story. And uh, if you can find the documentary, um, it was really, really interesting. The immortal, immortal cells. I don't have, I mean, I would really just be like reading all this stuff. So definitely go look it up. But they, she was reading that book in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and there's something there. She's referring in effect to that because she's preoccupied with that. The point is that Henrietta's cells did not have the self-destruct mechanism that cells normally have, which allowed them to be, as it were, an immortal cell line. That was the line I was looking for. So, gosh, there's so much. I really feel like I should read this book because I feel, again, there's all these pieces of the puzzle and then I have all these pieces over here that I'm looking for their space. I'm looking for where I right. need to put them. Yeah. I feel like the book maybe will deliver all of that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's really interesting. It, because especially because of the blood drop. I mean, yes, into the 
thing and how that affects and maybe there's a connection there with her her cells not having the self-destructive but i don't know but then like when it absorbs that it does self-destruct <laughs> i don't know but that is like the cancer right like you're you're taking the cancer out yeah because yeah. i wondered why ventress was fully absorbed into that thing and it created the um there's a name for that thing it created yeah i, forget I, what it's I took called. it out because yeah. I've never heard it before, like Mandel bulb or something. Yeah. What is what it was called? I was like, I, I that was the one of the tiny changes I made in the <laughs> recap because I was like, nobody knows what that is. <laughs> that thing. Um, but so why didn't it just become a copy of Ventress? Of her. Yeah. Why did yeah. it become that thing? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. Hmm. I really loved. Oh, I loved those little deers that had tree antler heads. I loved the bear was my favorite part. Um, I also loved the the crystals in the sand, like the crystal oh, yeah. trees. So this reminded me of Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon. So her, uh, I know, okay, this is, this is quite a connection. Such a good romance, uh, romance movie. Got to watch it. I haven't seen it, but yeah. her love interest in it. He creates these glass sculptures because when lightning hits sand, it creates glass. And then if you are in, I think it's a uh, Minecraft, you can create <laughs> glass as well. Uh, in Roblox as well by heating up sand. But so I just was like this whole, it reminded me of that, just a whole beach of lightning or whatever came down, hitting the sand and creating these bursts of this beautiful, like crystal glass, super cool. Mm. So those two movies are related. <laughs> Definitely related. <laughs> totally related. It's all coming together now in my life, why I've seen different things. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was so, there was one other thing. That I was thinking about, oh, the flowers that were people. I yeah, really yeah. wanted to understand that more, like what they were talking about. So like, are these, th these plants have human DNA and so are taking human form. And then when the plants started growing out with her, growing out of her, I'll have to say, because me, my oldest, Steve, we all watched it. And that was creep, probably the creepiest part. Mm. It's just like okay. the plant spores growing out of the. It was gross looking. Yeah, it was yeah. gross looking. Gave us creepiness. Yeah. But then she fully became, I just thought that was really cool and beautiful. And I loved the multicolored fungi that just visually how, and then that man that it's almost, it grew out of him, that fungi, the one. Yeah. And then it created this like grotesque, but beautiful thing on the wall. I also liked the found footage. Yeah. There was a lot I really liked about this movie. I think. It's just that piece of, if I fully understood it, at least to what makes sense to me, even if I don't really fully understand what the true meaning is, but I had this idea, uh, it would be really exciting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good about like, oh no, but this and that, but I have more questions, you know, but I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, maybe I need to read the book and also what we watched that Henrietta, the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks as well. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I think for me, it's like, I, cause I, I think what you're saying, like visually it was really cool. There were a lot of cool ideas. Like I don't, something just wasn't working for me. And maybe it was that, um, like kind of what I was saying earlier, like we kind of don't get to know what 
these people are thinking or feeling. And so they kind of feel disposable. Like, I don't remember even the first time I watched it being like incredibly attached to any of the people. So just as they die, it's just like, well, yep, yep. Like saw that coming, right? Like nobody was going to make it out of here. And so I don't, I don't like care for them as much as I do in characters in other movies. And then I also like Lena as our main character following her. But I got to be honest, like she cheated on her husband and I I kind of just don't, I can't get behind you, you know? And so I kind of just, I don't know. It's like I really wanted to know what was going on, but not for her sake, like for my sake. I wanted her to get to that lighthouse because I wanted to know what was happening. Not because I really super deeply cared about her and felt bad for her as a character. You know what I mean? Yes. There was actually something I read where when they first filmed it for, or I'm sorry, they first showed it for the producers and stuff. I guess those are the people that would watch it and make a decision. Um, (laughs) They, they didn't, they thought it was too confusing, too intellectual. They wanted the ending to be changed and they wanted more put into Lena's character. They wanted her to be more likable. Yeah. So, um, but the director and I think, and whoever else makes the other decision stood by it and was like, no, nope. We want it as is. We want to leave it as is. Um, But I think that really lends to, I agree, Lena. I was curious about what was going on. Not fully invested in any of the characters, just curious about what was going on. And I wanted to figure it out. Yeah. And I guess like as we're talking about it, I'm realizing also like you don't not every character has to be a saint. You know what I mean? Yeah. For and it's good to have human characters with flaws and stuff. So I'm not saying like every character has to be, you know, 100% likable or that people can't be likable because they made mistakes. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just something about her. I just didn't, I didn't really care for her. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's something whenever, I mean, when you watch a movie, there's somebody you want to like, even if it's the yeah. quote unquote bad person, like even if it's a really badass evil villain. You know, you, yeah. you like the, the, the evil villain. It's a great character. You kind of want to have that for, you know, at least one of the characters. Somebody. Yeah. 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 Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I mean, she was fine in this. They almost cast uh, Ellen McDermott. Is that her name? Um, I oh, pr- no idea. I would have preferred it. I am just really not liking her in general. She's also in a typical that show with um, oh, the boys yeah. autistic, and I, it really bothers me. She seems wasted all the time, and I was wondering if in real life she has some sort of a addiction or something. Um, and she seemed it in this too, just kind of always oh, like this and talking really general. And I'm like, dude, she is like has a pill popping addiction or something. Then I thought in this movie, I bet it's plastic surgery. I bet it is um, maybe too much Botox or something. Not that people shouldn't get Botox, but I have seen it where you get it a lot. And so now this is pretty much my reaction to everything. You know, mm. and she's just so it bothers me in atypical. And it it didn't bother me to where I didn't like the movie, but I was like, oh, here's her again. Did they just wake her up from a drunken stupor? I don't know. Yeah, I also I also don't like her very much as an actress. Like I I feel like, and I agree for the same reasons. Like she does feel very um, like flat acting Mm -hmm. wise, 
uh, the the one thing that I have seen her in that I really liked was Possessor, right? Like I think she, I think that really lended itself well to her character in Possessor. <laughs> yes, so like it yes, worked there. For her, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But for the, I do feel like this is the worst acting I've seen from her. Yeah, like there something was fucking weird because I don't think she's actually like a bad actress necessarily. Because I have seen, I feel like I've seen her. She's been acting for this. years. Yeah, when she was younger, like I know I've seen movies with uh, her that I loved. Yeah, but this was just weird. The the yeah. performance was weird. Just always came off so fucking flippant and just monotone and like let's go and rah. And this is the first one I th- I honestly thought maybe it was due to too much Botox or something. Yeah, um, because there is something to that. With uh, I'm not against plastic surgery or Botox or anything. There is something to having no expressions. I've seen it in other things where uh, it's overdone. So I can't tell you're not smiling. You're not like, yeah. there's literally no expression <laughs> that's coming yeah. from you. And this was definitely something I don't care how determined you were. And I don't care if you uh, had cancer and knew you were going to die. You would still have some fucking type of emotion <laughs> in this type right. of a situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad I got that Jennifer Jason Lee thing out of my, out of my yeah. system. Jennifer. Stop taking the pills, stop drinking, or stop the Botox. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> Whatever, Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Just stop. I can't stand her character in Atypical. I love hmm. everybody else, but her character, I absolutely hate. Didn't we watch something recently with her in it? Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, we did. What was it? Like, more recent than Possessor. Yeah. Because we definitely did Possessor, but. Yeah, let me see. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember her in Single White Female, and it was great. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about. She's been in a lot of great movies. I'm looking. Yeah, Dolores Claiborne. She was young. Oh, shit. She was in The Hitcher. Okay, I'm going to calm down for a second. These are all. Oh, she was in Rush. Okay, these are all movies that I grew up with. That's why why I remember her being so good. But, okay, yeah, there's Possessor. I'm trying to find. I don't know. I'm not seeing anything that's ringing a bell here it must have been i wonder if it was possessor and i mean i did think about too that she is in the hateful eight which we did just talk about in our thing the thing episode Mm -hmm. so like maybe i was thinking of that yeah i do feel like there was something else because i've never seen the hateful eight but i'm not remembering yeah anyway anyway it's cool i'll dislike her with you okay that's cool (laughs) thank you jennifer for bonding me and tawny a little bit more I have my own bone p- to pick. Can I add yeah, it? Yeah, do it. Let's do it. Something about this music just does did not work for me until the very end when there's like, and I feel like people really like this. Like I've seen a lot of people talk and comment about the the um, music at the end of the movie, like when she encounters the thing. That is great. I like that. Like really kind of like, I don't know what to call it, but it's like this weird like bassy thing happening Mm -hmm. i just don't know why they didn't pull that through the rest of the movie for the first 75 percent of the movie we just keep getting the same like kind of somber like guitar riff you know (laughs) like and it just it didn't feel like it fit to me like i was like why are we what this doesn't feel i don't know it just the feel was off for me like this is a sci-fi horror why do i feel like i'm like going out to camp you know what I, I don't know it was just something about it wasn't fucking happening Roasted and i just i was like why wouldn't you pull that the great great soundtrack and that like score for, at the very end through the rest of the movie i guess it kind of delineates like when she's interacting with the 
creature. So that's nice, but I wish they would have lost that fucking kumbaya shit. I don't know. Get it out of here. Oh, I have to go back to see it because I watched it like a couple weeks ago, right? When we were going to record a couple weeks ago and I didn't rewatch it since. So I don't yeah. remember the music. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to hate it with you, though. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Can you imagine if this actually happened and it was killed, but how forever you would be changed knowing that, well, we now know for sure some shit lives uh, out in space and is able to travel here. I think we all assume there's other life forms in space, but that it's able to travel here yeah, and get here and what it can do. Yeah, there's like a lot of fucking questions. Like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? Where did it come from? Did it mean to come here? What was it really trying to do? You know, you have kind of make your assumptions. She says, like, I don't think it was trying to destroy anything. But like, do you really know that? Like, what? You know what I mean? And then what else is out there? If this exists, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. What else? That's terrifying. So terrifying. Maybe this thing, yeah, wasn't even trying to. Yeah, I really don't think it was trying to destroy anything. It almost was trying, maybe not even assimilate our world to it, but assimilate to our world. And this is the only way it knew how. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Huh. I really like that aspect of it. I think the most is this being and it trying to assimilate or trying to assimilate us and how it was destroying us, I guess, our version of us, what we think is destroyed, is being destroyed, right? Because that girl turned into that plant woman. She really mm-hmm. liked that idea. <laughs> yeah, she was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna plant out over here. Yeah, okay? she was happy with that. And then thinking how we do that, how we go and change other people, and I, I, I dig it. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. It's, not a, it's definitely not like a bad movie by any means. It's really an interesting addition to sci-fi horror. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else you want to share about this bad boy? No, nothing for me. There's nothing for me either. So are we ready to rate it? All right. So, Tani, what do you think? What is your score for this movie? Okay, I think I'm going to give this one a 3.25. All right. Good Tawny utilizing the double digits. (laughs) (laughs) That probably seems low. But again, I just, I don't connect with this movie as much as what other people do. Like, for some reason, I just, I mean, my theories are what we talked about. But um, I gave Unfriended a 3.25 and The Cube 3.25. I think I liked it more than a 3, but like, I... Not much more than that. You know, I couldn't go up to like a 3.5. I like those movies better, I think. So, yeah. That's where I'm at. What about you? I like it. I like it a lot. I am going to give it a four. Mm, Okay. I did like, I love the alien aspect, the consciousness aspect, the, I like all the questions. I liked the visuals of it as well. Um, And it makes me want to read more and learn more and like try to figure it out more. Um, so yeah. yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, so four. I think your research talked me up a little bit too. Nice just for the record. Like, <laughs> I liked our conversation about it, and like all the different aspects that kind of like weave together 
in the, as themes in the movie. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, that was right. a win for you. Yeah, that it was, was a, win. a win for me. I was really excited to talk about it. All right. So next week, we don't know what we're watching because we're going to be watching the Patreon pick. So we're very excited. And so keep, uh, we hope you like it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had this whole spiel about it. And Tony was like, wait a second. This, they're already going to have voted. And you're totally right. So we'll see. Um, you already know because you could go to our Instagram and see right. what it is. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, super fun. Um, let's go. They- Go ahead. The exciting thing about this, yeah, just I'm interject. Sorry. Oh my god, I'm such a lamo. Interject, yes. This is our hundredth episode. Whoop, whoop. The Patreon pick will be our hundredth episode. Yes. 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 Yeah. You're picking our hundredth episode. Yay, we're excited. And you know what's really cool about this month for me? I am realizing how much I love sci-fi horror. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of this as a I think it's one of my top, one of my favorite genres. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really enjoying this whole month. That's awesome. Yeah. Also, this month. Uh, oh, is it this month actually? Is it our? <gasps> it's our. So, yes. Yeah. Our. Yeah. What are you trying to say? Yeah. It, it, it's okay. our anniversary. Our, our two-year anniversary. Yeah. Right? For two chicks and a horror flick will be on the twenty-seventh of June. So this coming Monday. Uh, so yeah, Monday. This when you're listening to this Monday. This past Monday. <laughs> yeah. This past. <laughs> but you'll see we'll post about that yeah thank you tawny's keeping me on track two years Woo-hoo. it's two not yeah. three yeah two 2020 two. 2022 yeah uh-huh yep 100th episode two years all coinciding also we forgot to mention this but um we did the thing as our last episode and it is the 40th anniversary of the thing this month <gasps> really yeah oh, shit totally forgot to say something about it but yeah Wow. They like re-released in theaters so you could go and watch like the 40th anniversary. I don't know if it's still going on. I it might be finishing up here, but that is very cool. Look at all this stuff that aligned that we didn't know aligned. <laughs> I know it's just aligned. Weird when it happens like that. Yeah. So. That's super cool. Yeah. Anything else? I'm forgetting. Nope. All right. That's it. <laughs> so go check us out at Two Chicks and a Horror Flick on Instagram or Two Chicks and a Horror From both of those places, you can find links to episodes, to other social media platforms, to merch if you would like to buy some merch, and to our horror community on Discord that we just, I stuttered there for a minute on Discord <laughs> that we love so much. And what else, Donnie? Uh, you can support this show by going to our Patreon or giving us a like, review, and subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're listening to us on. So have a good night. No nightmares. <laughs>